Welcome to Dungeons and Gamers, a cool podcast for cool people. That means you are cool. You heard it here first, or you didn't. I'm Bryce, and I play the character named Fergus Bog, who is a half-orc ranger. I'm Aaron. I play Cookie Kepler, the wood elf bard. I'm Beckers. I play Bear, the human barbarian. I am Matt. I play the tiefling sorcerer Morthos. And I'm Katie Quixotic, and I am the game master and or storyteller. Last time on Dungeons and Gamers. I am never setting foot on another boat. That's what I told myself. Yet here I am, stuck in this tiny hammock, cramped in the corner of this creaky floating death trap. And all I can think about is how I'm never sitting, setting foot on another boat. If I do, it'll be the smoothest ride in the world. Top of the line. Plenty of space to stretch out. I don't even want to know we're underway. Like butter or silk. Just gliding across the water. And where are my friends? Not one of them has checked on me. <laughs> it's always, what's Morthos up to? But never, how's Morthos? Friends. <laughs> if that's even the right word. What are we? Co-adventurers? Hired hands? Criminal associates? Well, we're definitely that. Our ever-staunch leader, Fergus, has been off stargazing, talking about his legacy or fingerprint on the universe or something. Cookie? Well, I can't blame her. If I said anything, she would have been working her magic to make sure I was feeling better. Bella and Eli Elio? They went off to play hide-and-seek or something. Didn't even think to invite Morthos, huh? Maybe he'd like to have some fun. Maybe that would make this trip easier to stomach. And then there's Bear. I miss when Bear was, well, a bear. <laughs> she was always there, hanging around, couldn't go off on her own. Sure, there was this communication barrier, but I thought the companionship was mutual. Ugh, sorry, I don't even know what I'm saying. There was this moment, we were at the port, it was this perfect moment. I thought, I could leave right now. <laughs> I could leave this all behind. I'm far enough away from Waterdeep. If trouble comes looking for me... I'll be able to get out before it's too late, but I didn't. So now I'm sitting on the top deck, counting down the days until we arrive, and then I see something. The shimmer in the water. Then this haunting song. I am losing it. And that brings us to now. Morthos, you hear this song, and I'd like for you to make a wisdom save, please. Ooh. 17. Oh, okay. Ooh, pretty wise. So, Morthos, you hear this song. You feel this tingle up your spine kind of settle into the base of your skull and like a pressure but it's almost like the hair is on the back of your neck standing up without that actually happening and for whatever reason your your inner wellspring of strength your fear of the situation you sort of push back against this pressure and you feel uh something dissipate and that feeling goes away. The tingling goes away. Your trepidation it will be what it will be, but that particular sensation kind of fades. And as this occurs, 
you see crest sort of above the surface of the water. A how familiar with water life do you think Morthos is? Um, uh, I'd say he's not super familiar. He he wouldn't. Okay. So this this creature looks as though for a moment you had this thought in your mind like dragon. You saw scales. Okay. Much larger than a fish. And then there's like a flick and you realize it's some kind of tail. And then almost like a dolphin sort of like doing the the thing they do where they kind of come out and then go back into the water. I don't know what that's called. Like dolphining. Breaching. Breaching. Yeah, there we go. Is, yeah. yeah, there we go. Like a dolphin, a dolphin breaching girl. the waves. You're a dolphin girl. There's horse girls and dolphin <laughs> girls, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, Barbie so Riding Club. <laughs> Beckers. Barbie I was both. <laughs> I love it. So like a dolphin breaching the waves before falling back in or diving back in. Um, there's this creature. They have a, a humanoid almost looking face. There's like flesh. It even looks like sort of hazel fey hued. There's a particular flower that looks very similar to this color. It's a dark uh, sort of like brownish purple. And they have pale yellow scales that fade into orange and these this splay of fins that sort of like fan out almost from like the midpoint of this body and they don't have any particular expression on them but there's a moment where you like lock eyes and you can tell they're watching you and you sense this this interesting <sighs> Not a connection uh, in like a love at first sight sort of sense, but definitely a like a a kinship of a kind, like a, a lusted first sight, <laughs> <laughs> a, a familiarity, which is odd because you've definitely never seen this creature before. Um, but there's just something almost innate about it. You the way that magic comes to you is very natural to you. Mm -hmm. And you're used to feeling kind of like the ebb and flow of the tides, the, the lines of magic in the world and you harnessing them for you is very natural. And you can sometimes even feel that from other creatures when they have like a similar way that they do that or a similar tie to it that you do. Um, and you kind of have that feeling when you, when you look at this creature. No one else has noticed yet. Okay, no one else has noticed, and okay. Mm -mm. Does it feel like... I guess it's up to my interpretation, but just that it's calling out specifically to me then in that, in that way? Like, since I feel that connection? Roll either um, an arcana check or an insight check. Whichever is best. Okay, Arcana. Mm -hmm. Because this is like a, a thought Ooh. that you're like you're reviewing, right? Mm. Okay, nine with a nine. It doesn't seem like they were calling out to you specifically. It seems as though you, they noticed you because it didn't take hold. There was like a placid, but almost like a minor annoyance to it. Like, who is this? Mm, okay. <laughs> 
Um, but the connection is more like you have felt something like this connection before, but not with a creature like this. It's it's usually something more to do with the way they interact with the magical world. Okay. The connection has nothing to do with the feeling, that first tingling feeling you had, because you recognize that as a charm spell. Okay. That you managed to resist. The scene around you is still pretty chaotic. It doesn't seem like, you know, this has all happened over the course of just a few seconds. Right. And it doesn't seem like anyone else has taken notice yet. Um, you know, Cookie is still playing. People are dancing. There's this call and response song going on. The atmosphere is very jovial, very lively, very chaotic as people are doing things they need to be doing, but also mostly kind of like having fun and singing. Somebody has gotten a mug of ale from somewhere and is drinking. Um, Bear, where did you even find that? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm just looking the other direction. <laughs> Bear's up in the crow's nest still. But looking, <laughs> looking, looking yeah, the wrong backwards. Way. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you, uh, after you know these few seconds pass, all these thoughts kind of come into your mind really quickly as you're trying to figure out what just happened and assess the situation that nobody else seems to be noticing. You hear another verse, but from a different direction. It sounds like, and from a different voice. Curious though I am, oft sailor seen, swelling, churning, wonders around thee. And make a perception check for me, just you. Ten. Okay. There's a sound behind you, but you're pretty um, like fixed on what it is. It doesn't sound like too out of the ordinary. Maybe like somebody has come upstairs or downstairs or something like that. Okay. Getting everyone's position again, just to remind me, Bear's up in the crow's nest. Um, Fergus is fishing off the back of the boat. Yeah, Cookie is I performing, so. correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, on the deck. All right. But what about Bella? Oh. Oh, yeah. She was below deck. Yeah, last yeah, last last episode they were below deck with Elio. Yes, and in fact, on that note, Cookie, go ahead and make me another perception check. I know what performing's like. You kind of like look back and forth and engage with the the audience in different ways. I got a nine. Mm-hmm. You do notice that Bella has come upstairs. Oh, okay. Can I see uh, who who's closest to me or who is like, if I look around, of the crew, who who am I? Of the crew? Well, of our group. Of who your group. I? Yeah. Oh, like, are you, are, are we a crew or is Yeah, yeah. your crew, not, this the, not the crew, uh. yes. <laughs> the closest person would be Fergus. The closest and easiest to get to would be Fergus, okay. who's just up the steps and uh, at the back of the ship, the aft section. All right, I, I think I'm gonna head over to Fergus. Okay, Fergus is is just kind of like still still trying to fish. He he's like a little bit grummest by all this noise they're making. He's like ah, scaring away fish. <laughs> I'd maybe uh stop fishing right now. Maybe pull your line out of the water. <laughs> Things are getting weird. How did you not hear the songs? Are you yet wondering where you are? 
Did, did, did Fergus hear that? Make a perception check. With advantage, because you've been told that there was singing. Uh, oh. I doubt I'll need another one. Uh, yeah, I yep. didn't need another one. Uh, 20. You did hear a voice. Lower sort of register. Hard to tell where exactly it came from, but it sounded like in front of you in the sense of like off the back of the ship. And you catch a like long sleek shape in the water, like a topaz sort of glint to it and a really bright blue brighter than the water ring as the waves you know the wake of the boat creates that sort of foamy cover over the water uh Fergus just kind of like looks closer it's like I think he's been looking for fish this entire time so he's just like Oh, this looks like a big fish, and he's he he's like, hey, like, I I don't know what that singing is, but I think I got dinner. It's not it's not coming from the boat. It's not the people on on ship. It's coming from outside of here in the water. Uh, there's and- um, you had said there was like islands nearby that we were coming up to, right? Like little, uh, you're you're heading for the Moonshade Isles, and there are there is like a midway point. Let me pull up the map. Yeah, about a little more. It's it's halfway in distance um, between where you left port last and where your destination is. There are some islands off of shore that have to be circled around. So in terms of time traveled, it's a little bit more than halfway. So sometime soon, there should be some small islands that you should be passing. But we're not like near them yet. You haven't seen... Like you can't see it is what you... you yeah, you haven't seen okay. land in the distance. Okay, Frigus kind of like uh, sets down his, his pole and, and uh, kind of like, looks around outside the boat um, mm. for like what could be making this other singing uh, if there's like someone in another boat or something <laughs> that, okay. that's outside I, I don't so, I, I don't think he's jumping to mermaids at the moment he's just like that's yeah, fair. So, there's there's probably like there's other things that can be singing pirates <laughs> yeah so you turn and standing at the back of the aft section of the ship, you're elevated. You kind of have a good view of pretty much everything all the way to the prow. And you see sort of the top quarter of Bella's body as she's like got this curious kind of look on her face and is walking to the side of the ship. And she stops and looks down as you see a very pale white hand come over the side of the banister and you hear another voice traveler shouldn't i be the one wandering after all i am home 
You have fun. Bella leans over looking, and you see this long, fluffy, not fluffy, more like ringleted, wet, blonde hair over this pale face that um, the this really white, almost like translucent skin fades into these brilliantly blue scales. The fins coming off of this creature that almost looked like a fantastic gown that someone would wear to a very regal sort of ball. And they kind of gently are moving in the air almost even behind them. And this creature pulls themselves up with one hand and reaches up to Bella with the other one and takes her hand. And you see Bella sort of like lean down far enough for this creature to say something quietly. She, She pulls up like she's whispering in her ear. And there's this almost like a shimmer that kind of washes over her body as she leaps off the side. And as you see her feet disappearing, you see long black fins like like morph out of the space where her feet were. Before you hear a splash in the water. Shit! Does... Okay, I assume this will be an arcana roll or, or something. Does Fergus believe this is a thing where they are now transformed to this creature permanently, or do you, or is this just like a like temporary asphyxiation of a charm thing? Mm-hmm. Like, does he think that like, well, she's dead to us now, or or <laughs> like, or or that you know that this people who are like this are savable? Yeah, make an arcana check, and I'm going to look at something really quick. Am I looking in the same direction? Oh, yeah. And seeing this? Yeah, I think because you're, you are urging Fergus on, and he notices it, and he turns to look, you would naturally either go to follow him, unless you made an effort not to. I, I feel like that's kind of the natural thing when you've gone for okay. s- to someone for help, that you would be following them and following like where they're looking. Especially if they've noticed something you're trying to get them to notice. I am going to burn something that I've been sitting on for a hot minute since the charity um, okay. uh, deal. Uh, my point of luck. Okay. Uh, which, that gives advantage. I don't remember mm-hmm. how your point point of luck worked. If that was just... Point of luck is another role, and okay. you can take the higher. Uh, do, 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 do. And we're gonna go back to Arcana. This is <laughs> I rolled ten twice. Oh wow. Oh wow. Right in the middle twice. Oh gosh. Okay. Let me just look at something really quick to see. <laughs> That's too funny. I know. We're getting all the bad rolls out now. Getting them all out. Except you did have a dirty 20 earlier. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As a ranger, 
you are familiar with magic in general. You do know in general that there are certainly spells that will temporarily change form. There are there are very few spells that will permanently change form, but it's not impossible. It usually does take great magic to do. Morthos, if you wanted to make an Arcana roll as well, you could. Uh, You're watching the same scene. Yeah, I'm watching it. I was going to mm-hmm. say, like, based on the one I did earlier, like, what, what would be different about this moment that, like, because this is more of, like, a visual confirmation, too, where the previous one wasn't? No, the previous one, I think, was about the charm spell that was affecting you. This is about what does this transformation that Bella just went through mean? Okay. Yeah. Unless you just think Morthos would just watch on and, and like, like not well, who cares try to that? like <laughs> figure out what he just saw. Because sometimes people do just get shocked, right? right? Flight, fight, freeze, fawn. So it could be that he just looked and the fear that he's been experiencing is so confirmed for him that like empty head, you know, whatever next step is for Morthos. You don't have to. If he would try to you know, what, I don't what know did if we try to witness? analyze it as okay. yeah, as much as he would react. Just like, just we've got to do something. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. this. We just watched Bella go seemingly voluntarily overboard, right? And that is very uncharacteristic of her. Yeah, yeah. Does Fergus recognize the creatures? Would he be able to identify? I suppose that probably should have been a first question because that would have affected my Arcana roll. Of mm, not really, because you're uh, if if I doing know, the transformation. If I, not if the I recognize the creatures, yeah. I would have an idea of what they're capable of. You you might oh, you see. might know. Um, sometimes it depends on why somebody knows something. You know. Yeah. Um, what are your preferred terrains? Uh, it's just swamp, or is there more than one? I think I just get one at the. Uh, I don't remember yeah, where I think, to get a second I one. Eventually, rangers do, but I don't know when. Yeah, so. it looks like I'm just swamp. Okay. Um, make a history check for me. The ocean's like the deepest swamp, if you think about it. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Did you know that there's an ocean under our ocean? A whole I subterranean. Think, yeah, I think you said yes, this you last, mentioned that last episode. Because too. it terrifies me every time I think about it. Uh, 13, which, if anyone's keeping track, is a 10 plus 3. <laughs> <laughs> 10 is your number today. There are, like, stories, you know, um, you've spent most of your life um, sort of removed from the ocean, as it were. And the time that you have spent out and exploring the world, you haven't. I mean, I guess tell me if I'm wrong, but it doesn't seem like you spent a terrible amount of time. I uh, I traveled from far away to the Sword Coast via boat. Uh, okay, but it's it's you know I don't okay. I don't know if I would have encountered something like this on an, just the trip I made. You've certainly never seen anything okay. like this. I think. Being around sailors for a long journey, they'll take to somebody in one of two ways. They'll think you're fine and they'll treat you all right. Or they'll um, see that you're probably not someone with sea legs and maybe um, like rib you a little bit. Right. So whichever way it was, either you were getting along well with them or they were um, maybe trying to just like make you scared a little. Um, You've heard a couple of stories uh, just during that voyage. You heard some stories about 
odd creatures in the sea, some stories about huge, gargantuan, terrifying things, and some stories about more alluring things that, you know, the creatures that lure sailors to their deaths. I think Fergus is just kind of like clock this information of just like, I saw this happen. I'm not 100% sure what this creature is or for sure what this did to Bella. I think at this point, Rascal's already like, like Rascal had been like chilling at my feet while I was fishing. And, and I think the second the, the uh, thing like came, reached its hand up, uh, Rascal kind of like stood up and, and started growling uh, a bit. Okay. And I think after seeing Bella go down, Frigus just kind of reaches back for his, his bow that, that he's kind of got like strapped next to his quiver um, and, and just kind of like pulls it out and, and, and starts like eyeing the edges of the boat uh, for other signs of incursion. Okay. Cookie, go ahead and make another perception check for me. Eight. It hurts splash. Weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> real quick, it's because I don't, I don't know if Fergus would actually know where Bear is because he had kind of been doing his own thing, uh, focusing on fishing. Um, he is going to uh, blow the horn of alarm. The horn of friendship. Oh, yeah. The horn of alarm. Yes, has been which, blown. which, which, uh, we we have uh determined that um, bear is aware of the meaning of the horn of alarm. Right, because you used that during the heist, right? Yeah, that that yeah. that like I had purchased that without their knowledge, and the only one who like had seen it was was bear while we were training. Hmm. Uh, because you can u- use this action to blow it. One creature of your choice can hear the horn's blare, provided the creature is within 600 feet. So Bear hears uh, the horn. Bear, Gondor calls for aid. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have a knife? I want to <laughs> put a knife in the sail and just and dive down oh, like they do so in the cool. movie. That would be sick, Ooh. but it would also fuck up our sail. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. yeah there's that. Just do it with your buster sword. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. So since you're up in the crow's nest, um, there are lots of ropes. The, the rigging on sails is mm. pretty intense. It would be very easy for someone like Bear, who I'm sure you have a proficiency in either athletics or acrobatics, one of the two. <laughs> it would both. be pretty easy to just run out on one of the um, like cross beams for the sails i looked up so much terminology didn't think to look up that and um like you know slide your way down one of the ropes real cool yeah yeah like all jack sparrow like oh yeah exactly Ooh. yeah yep uh i'm gonna grab a rope i'm gonna swing down i might even do like a flip <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna like wave to some fans <laughs> <laughs> do a one-handed sword out like blah <laughs> that's a big sword to do she can fly I'm she really can fly strong. she can fly there you go uh you gonna roll yeah. for it yeah sure yeah if you want to see how cool it looks 
<laughs> I rolled a 20. <laughs> looks Dirty really 20. Cool. It looks <laughs> sick as shit. <laughs> it, so there are a couple of reasons why it looks so sick as shit, right? You come sliding down barehanded on the, well, on the rope. Um, man, the puns are just never ending. Uh, and, and you know, like, rope is not a soft thing. Uh, not that type of rope, anyway. Um, and so, you know, you slide down it, and people watching are just... Everybody don't look at me like that. I wanted to clarify. We learned this a little bit about Katie like, right now. <laughs> Anyone watching it would take notice of this as you come sliding down this rope. You've got this massive sword in one hand. You you let go and just like the momentum throws you forward and you do this sort of like somersault. You land and you do like you've got sword in one hand. So the hand that lands on the ground like superhero pose that you hit the deck with like a thud that kind of makes several people around you look. And as you stand up, they can see the like the like the burn on your hand that you're just like the not even acknowledging this on your face um, and it just looks extra badass because of how much just went into that and how perfect it was and they clap like a little bit right? mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah there's a couple of them the one with the with the tankard that like went and got ale who's clearly like off shift just kind of looks at you and like hands you the tankard <laughs> Chug. Chug. That was sick as shit. Yeah, right? That was sick as shit. Take oh it back from gosh. you. Oh Wow. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> End of conversation. <laughs> yeah. That bear just stands there. At this point, Cookie, because you're, you're sort of... I heard there was alarm. Yeah. It was pretty noticeable to see Bear just kind of like swing down all valiantly like she's coming to someone's aid to to land so perfectly and now a lot of the people that were sort of participating in this call and response song have turned and are kind of looking at Bear and are clapping and then looking back at you and Holly and, and just generally confused is, is this part of the show kind of looking <laughs> on their face like was this orchestrated wow this is really cool um but it's like now you're definitely like tuned in to something up, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think then she'll probably like signal to Holly to like, I'm gonna be like done for a little bit and then probably just head over to Bear and be like, What's what's up? Okay. <laughs> I don't know, I heard an alarm. <laughs> you heard an alarm? Yeah. Alarm. I don't know. Fergus told me that when something goes toot toot, then that means I you know. <laughs> Something about it. Where's Fergus at? <laughs> okay, well, we should probably find him then. Yeah. I mean, he's probably like visible, so we'll just look. Like, last I saw him, he was fishing, so let's go that way. Yeah, we, we go that way. Yep. <laughs> and, yeah. And when you get over there, you'll see Fergus with his bow out scanning. Well, I assume, uh, like, Morthos. Having like, Bella pe- just went overboard. <laughs> like, what? what are we doing? So you, the two of you are walking up the steps. <laughs> this all happens very quickly. You see Fergus with his bow out scanning. Morthos yells, Bella went overboard. Cookie screams, what? And then there's this hard turn to starboard. Luckily, it's to starboard, so 
Cookie and Bear kind of lean or depending upon how strong or, or acrobatic you are, maybe kind of hit the side of the um, like captain's quarters that, that raise up above the deck. Um, not towards the edge, luckily. And the, the two of you at the top, maybe Morthos a little bit more wobbly, um, still gaining his sea legs sort of situation. It's, it's a palpable change in short. And um, you look over at the helmsman anyone who does or can see them I think probably Cookie couldn't see from where you're at on the stairs when this all happens but pretty much everyone else um, would see them just turning hard to starboard I think Fergus uh, looks at uh, Bear and Cookie and goes fish pirates fish pirates stole Bella and made them a fish pirate and I don't know if we need to kill her or capture her, but one of the two probably capture and decide from there. Mm-hmm. And okay. and and <gasps> they're outside the boat somewhere. They pulled Bella in, and I don't know where they are. And they've been singing at us. What do they want? Have we? Maybe we can talk to them. I'm going to go look in the water and see if I can see them. Okay, you make a perception check while they're they're talking about this. 12. I think Cookie would also probably look over to, is, what is it, the helmsman, the person at steer, steering yeah, the ship? Yeah, helmsman. Mm-hmm. It's like, and be yeah. like, what's happening? You look over at this person who before you've made eye contact with them a few times as they were steering and you were up playing and you were far away on the ship, but there's that kind of, you see somebody from across the way and you can tell they're looking in your direction and they're like tapping their foot and we're clearly enjoying what was going on. And there is this just oddly blank expression on their face. Mm. Since I, since Cookie knows charm person, would she be able to recognize that's what it is? If that's what it is? Make an Arcana check. Okay. Arcana. Oh. Three. Oh. You have the spell. Whether you can tell that this is specifically charm person, not necessarily, but he definitely looks like somebody's got a hold of his mind. I got a spell on you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There, over the side of the the railing, you see a a sort of, uh, it's almost like, it's weirdly like looking in a mirror in a way. There's this like thick framed creature that's somehow still like sleek because of the length of them. They have like a, like a golden skin that's interrupted with these like geometric looking patches of like shinier skin but they look really solid and that's the thing that you take away from it definitely not something that you would normally see when looking down into the water and pretty large not like they're like still medium sized but like large of stature can i see was it the uh the helmsman like I can see him and also perceive this the spell. 
if you are still standing at the very back of the ship, like right mm -hmm. next to Fergus, his face would be away from you because okay. the Helms is standing at like the front okay. of that space usually. Yeah. But um, you could easily like walk up and look because uh, or you could like assess their body posture if you would like. Like you can still look over at them and see what you can see by making like a general assessment of them. I mean, did. Did Cookie tell us what she saw? This is all happening very yeah, it's quickly. All okay, I'm just, moment, yeah. Right? yeah, this is like simultaneous. Like there's that quick exchange of, you know, uh, fish pirates. Maybe we can talk to them. Um, you know, the ship kind of rocks. Everybody looks in a different direction. And that's where we're at. Can right we now. see any others like over overboard or like off the side of the ship? Like any other either mm. people going in or other fish people? Make a make a perception check. Five. So the way I see it happening is like Morthos kind of watching everything that's happening makes like a like a cursory like inspection of like the state of the ship, the water around it. From up here, you don't spot anything in the water necessarily that that you can discern to be something unique. Anyway, you do notice there is a bit of a hubbub um, towards the prow on the port side of the ship. Okay. Left. Left side of the ship. Fergus, uh, I think, like, he's he's still scanning. He goes, I don't know where they're boarding from. We should all take a side of the ship. So if they come on board, we can nab them. Also, one of them's Bella. So we might want to nab them for sure. The rest might not, might be under a spell. Or we might be killing them. We'll figure that out once I can look at them closer. Yeah, Cookie probably go. There's something wrong with the helmsman. Just yell that. Okay. Fergus kind of like clocks that, and then he he kind of looks at Bear and goes, "Bear, do you know how ships work?" No. <laughs> do you know how wheels work? Yeah. Put that get that guy off the wheel and then turn the wheel however way you feel is good. Okay. Okay, I'm all right. Bear's going to run over there to the wheel okay. and kick that guy off the wheel. Okay. What are you going to do to kick him off the wheel? Physically kick him. Oh, just like <laughs> like just kick him over and take yeah, assume, I mean, okay. Not to wound, right. but to like, yeah. you know, kick him. I'm picturing yeah. the wheel is like an upper, a slightly upper level, so I'm gonna kick him yeah. to the lower to get him out the way. Yeah, I a love Spartan it. Go kick. ahead and yeah, make an attack roll. We just won't roll damage because the the purpose is to move them. Okay, unarmed strike. Yes. Yeah, sure, that'll work. Totally. Yeah, it's a foot. Yeah. <laughs> uh seventeen. This is perfect. Bear is just like walks up, foot on, kicks. He's just like like Wilhelm scream like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah edit that in ah! i love it yes do um and just kind of goes like folding in on himself and rolling to the side um obviously not like wounded in any way but certainly uh moved easily <laughs> moved yeah okay like has been moved <laughs> what direction do you turn the wheel 
Uh, they went starboard, so I'm going to go port. Okay. Ooh. How hard are you turning it? Not that hard. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want anybody going overboard. <laughs> okay. Okay. You don't want to Tokyo drift this thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so left decisively, but not to an insane degree. Okay. Okay. So it's like a course correct. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm just, I'm just getting a picture yeah. of what's going yeah. on, you know, yeah. like you can do it however you would like to. <laughs> I just, I need to know so that I can. So that I can know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you all watch that easily take place. Um, you hear another splash uh, in the water and some screaming. About this time, there is a slight splintering sound and then the sound of the two doors to the captain's quarter being either kicked or very brusquely uh, opened, you might say, as they crash against the wood on either side of the captain's quarters and you hear Bart come on to the deck. Somebody tell me what's going on here. Now you're all up above. So this is happening down below on the deck in the raised section. Fergus looks at Bart and goes, looks like fish pirates. Fish pirates stole our friend and Ella's overboard and uh looks like your helmsman's drunk <laughs> do you know about wheels <laughs> <laughs> he like he's taken a few steps out onto the deck so he wheels around you can see his oh like, he's an expert on coat. <laughs> uh, yeah like flourishing out behind him dramatically and he looks up do I know about wheels <laughs> <laughs> fish pirates <laughs> comes walking up the stairs and will take hold of the wheel from you bear cool. um, should you allow that to happen yeah, yeah but he can have it he can have the wheel yeah okay True pulls defense. out a compass looks not like wildly confused but is just makes an, a, an adjustment not a big adjustment looks like you did a pretty good job yeah, yeah. you know pretty good at wheels um, he's looking around and said, what is, a, what is a fish pirate? I mean, I've heard of all things in the water, but fish pirate? Uh, yeah, there was like a fish in the water, but it <clears throat> it wasn't all fish. It was only part It's got fish. a face. Had a face. It, it was very attractive because you said it looked like it looked like being <laughs> in a mirror, you know? Fish with a face. <laughs> Fish with a face. My ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a worried, like a worried expression, easy to read, washes over his face. Fish with a face. Starts yelling out orders to the crew. Take up arms, move the sails. Give me pizza. Various things. Good thing yes, nobody cut the sail. To drink. Bring me my brown pants. Good thing also, nobody cut the sail. Good nobody ruined the boat. Yeah. Um, you hear the woman who's been up in the crow's nest several times call something down to the captain. It's not as clear as land ho. There's something a little bit different to it. She mentions something about uh, something in the water. You look off uh, anyone who does choose to look into the distance where she's pointing 
he he looks up as she begins to speak and she's pointing in a specific direction and you see this this looks like from sea of thieves yeah <laughs> for the listeners it looks like from sea of thieves <laughs> this is a map uh that i got from one of the patreons that i subscribe to they might have been inspired oh i know what you're talking about yeah okay you know i was playing sea of thieves a lot when i was writing this part of the adventure so it's entirely possible that i was just like yeah this looks great <laughs> um so but this is this is pretty far in the distance this isn't like imminent and upcoming can can you describe what we're seeing for the audio? Oh, yeah, listeners? right. Yeah, my bad, my bad. See, like I forgot that we're on a podcast all of a sudden. So off in the distance, far enough away that you can see a shape rising above the water, but not close enough for it to be imminent peril just yet. You see one large jagged rock, perhaps. It's got several sort of splintered, jagged rocks that sort of ring around the front of it. And there is a faint glow to the side of it that is facing your ship. There's like almost like a constellation galaxy sort of swirl of pinks and purples with a blue in the center of it. Not altogether dissimilar from the event that you all witnessed together, but not like reminiscent enough to be like, oh my gosh, I've seen this before. Frigus just kind of like he sees that, but he's still like trying to find the fish pirates off off uh off the water. I think Frigus is also trying to find a net. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I mean, you've seen nets all over this place. Yeah, I would, I would imagine there would probably like it's a ship. There would probably be something nearby. He, he's, he's yeah. trying to grab that because he figures, okay, we need to get the fish pirates out of the water and into the boat. So okay. he, he's, he's like, I'm trying to like, uh, I imagine it would be possible to set up a like net arrow where basically he's, he's like shooting he he can shoot the um net so it like ends up somewhere in the water and then and then part of it's like tied off to the boat so they can pull in how would that work i'm I'm just i'm like if he tied on part of the 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 net to a rope yeah, it's like a harpoon. Yeah, basically kind of like a harpoon situation with an arrow. So would the goal be to shoot the arrow into the water in such a way that the um, net like would, would be able to like scoop the them up? Like, like, okay, so one part of the net is attached to the boat already, and the other one would be like shot out there so that you could try to. Yeah, and then like like basically it gets it it gets like behind them. Then we like pull on on the rope to scoop scoop them up in and lift them into the okay. boat. So there's probably also a rope attached to the side of the net that's attached to the arrow so that you could pull it back up. Yes. Okay. There, there's okay. a lot of there's a lot of ropes involved. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, that's a fantasy world where their magic exists yeah, though, right? Yeah, I'm, so I'm just, yeah. what is Fergus's intelligence? I think it's pretty low. 
<laughs> it is uh, eleven. He is he is of average intelligence. That is above average, technically. That's fine. Um, okay, so with a thirteen roll, um, I'll give you not proficiency. Mine's twelve. I didn't think it should be higher. <laughs> You could be a smart barbarian. I, I have said this several um, times that I'm surprised your your intelligence is higher than your wisdom. Yeah, my wisdom's nine. Yeah, that never made sense to me, but you that's the way you made your character, so. Hey, You're smarter I'm, than you are, like, good at seeing things. I mean, that I don't makes, really know the difference. Uh, so the way... The way I see intelligence versus wisdom, not only in the game, but in real life, is, like, intelligence is your ability to, like gain to absorb information how well can you hear somebody explain something and understand what they're saying how well can you read something and understand what it's saying to you and wisdom is like the practical application of that knowledge maybe it takes somebody with higher wisdom longer to learn something but when they do it then they can they can get it or maybe just through the experience of hearing other people talk about how to do something they can use that wisdom that like gained like hands-on sort of like experience. It's like book those, smart those versus would be the street two. smart. Yeah, yeah. so I, f- I feel like that honestly fits Bear pretty well because she does seem pretty like, like not headstrong in a bad way, but like, like she seems to be able to handle her business just fine, but maybe doesn't necessarily, isn't necessarily the wisest person. Not wise. Um, yeah, so. If it helps at all, I do see the this as almost like, something he would have done or thought of as like hunting being a ranger that's what i was thinking is like that, yeah. yeah fergus's was, whole thought process is how do we hunt these things to get them on board right yeah yeah, yeah. i was trying to decide what aspect of like sur- like should i add your survival bonus to it should i add you know so let me go look at your character sheet really quick i'm proficient in nature i'm not in survival just because it's like those those are weirdly like very related. I was I wasn't sure which one to go with. I went with nature, which is weird. Okay. Is the intelligence yeah. one boosted one? Yeah, I've always thought it was weird that. But you know what? That's like it's DM prerogative sometimes to be like you're going to make a nature check, but you can make it wisdom based because this is like a druid, you know, doing something yeah. about nature or a ranger doing something, trying to discern something from nature, um, and it makes more sense for it to be wisdom based. Yeah, so. I, th- I think I, I think I went proficient in nature because it's intelligence which was lower whereas survival's wisdom and I've got better survival so yeah, just in terms of character build that's why I made that decision yeah I think we will go ahead then and we'll add your survival bonus to it because that's kind of what I was thinking too Matt was like well this is a ranger right this isn't like a, a rogue trying to suddenly make a a, 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 a rope uh, trap a net trap it's a ranger so we'll say that that's a 15 then with your with your additional bonus so it was kind of something that you like cobbled together from a, a few different ideas and you started to make the thing and then realized you should probably tie a rope to the end of the net that you're going to pull back so you kind of had to like take a second stop and um you know put that together so i would say all told it probably takes you I mean, you're really just kind of like tying pieces of existing things together. Yeah. So like a minute, you know, 
whatever, like 30 seconds-ish to like run down. You've been on the boat for a couple of days, grab the thing off of the wall, tie a couple knots. If you ask anyone to help, it'll go even faster depending upon what you do. I, do you think I, you do it by yourself? I don't, I don't think he's asking for help because he's like hoping that they're keeping their eyes out for fish pirates. Okay. That he's like, <laughs> you guys do that. I, I, am, I am fashioning this net. Okay. All right. So you all see this off in the distance. Fergus uh, has been kind of a flurry of movement going back and forth and concocting something off the side of the ship there. You see, you know, Bart has taken on this worried expression after you started describing the fish pirates with faces to him. And after um, he received word from the crow's nest to look in a specific direction, he starts to look really concerned. He's correcting the course, steering you all away. You hear everyone now. Uh, the music has completely stopped. The crew is like, some are taking up arms, some are adjusting sails. Uh, Holly is kind of standing at the front and watching uh, like off the front of the ship to see what's going on. Uh, you hear the singing again. Uh, and so everyone's plan at this point, I know what Fergus is doing. What is everyone's next step? Um just as you're like, you see this thing off in the distance, you are kind of vaguely aware that Bart seems rather concerned with what's going on. Well, I think Cookie would probably follow what Fergus said and go to a side of the ship to keep a lookout for fish pirates. <laughs> okay. Which side of the ship do you go to? Um, the Whatever left side. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Sure. I think it's all been so fast and visceral that Morthos was kind of panicked, right? And so, like, he looked around, he wasn't able to see any, and like, now Bart has come out, right? And he mm -hmm. gave us that visible indication that, like, what what's a what's a fish pirate, right? And like, he had that look of panic. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cast detect thoughts on Bart. Okay. Um, to try and understand what what he is thinking and what that means. Okay, I I generally know what detect thoughts does. I think without making a check, you can just glean their like very topmost level prominent thoughts that aren't like secrets, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, general panic, uh, but not in like a, an out of control panic. In like a I've got to get control of this situation panic. Um, he seems very much like he is in a state of like taking stock of who, like who is on board, what they're doing. He's, um, you can, you get the sense just from gleaning the top, uh, end of his thoughts that he's a very good leader because of all the things that he's thinking about right now. It's almost like you hear him going through a list of the ammunition he knows is on board, of the supplies he knows are on board, of all the people in his crew, and he's checking to see who he can't see and determining who might be missing. He's course correcting. He's already checked his compass. And as you're detecting his thoughts, there's a moment where you kind of the stream of consciousness goes still. And like, you can almost feel like the shudder uh, in his mind. And then he audibly yells, the damn things will try to take your mind. Don't listen to the song. 
you presume based on what you were hearing and everything that you know that he has just succeeded on not being in, charmed. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And people start to cover their ears as they're going around and doing things. You, uh, you see Holly, both Cookie and Morthos, and perhaps Bear, depending upon which side of the boat you might be looking at or what you're doing. She pulls out what looks like like a handkerchief or something at first, and she wraps it around her head and ties it at the top. And then she pulls out something and seems to like put things in her ears and settle this like cloth over it as if she's quite prepared for such a situation. But she doesn't like she still looks like frantic and concerned. This doesn't this is not a conspiratorial she was uh, planning this. action. Yeah, I realized as soon mm. as I said it, I was like, nope, she's a prepared sailor who yeah. she's yeah, a nope. fish on the inside. <laughs> a fish on the inside. I love it. A I leg love it. fish. Mm-hmm. And um he he walks away, Bart does. As you're kind of reading his thoughts here, Morthos, and everyone is scanning, and everyone who's scanning the water, go ahead and make perception checks for me. Okay. And you see him like look over the side of the water or a side of the ship into the water. And he would have heard you all say that Bella had gone overboard. And he thinks something like, Hope we can get her back it's not like a solid thought that you're reading it like a complete sentence it's like this feeling of like is she like looking for her is there something he can see that's like going to lead him in the direction of figuring out what's happened to her cookie got a 10 on perception okay bear got a six okay cookie you notice off the port side, pretty far in the distance at this point, um, it looks like, you know, the, the ship had taken that hard to starboard and then has like course corrected. So you've ended up far more to the right generally than where you were and you're heading kind of back, like diagonally to get back on track and like straighten yourself out because of the way that ship steering works. Um, so what you're looking at now on the left side would have been on the right side of you before. And you see the, these like two darkened shapes, like quickly swimming under the water. And it's like, not that, not that they're on like an intercept course. It looks like they would be very far in front of you, generally heading off in the distance towards those rocks. And one of them, you can, you, it's like, it's dark, so it's hard to tell and they're pretty far away, but there's a deft, definitely like greenish, almost like smokiness to the, the like shape as it's quickly moving under the water and the sun is like glinting off of shiny bits. And the other one looks like pale and very black, just very dark. I think what Cookie's going to try and do and just is just like kind of yell out to them and be like, please, we mean you no harm. We're just passing through. Give us our friend back, please. And just like tries to tell them that we're not a threat. You know, we are not trying to hurt you. Please just let us be. Give us our friend back. Yada, yada. That kind of pleading. Okay. Go ahead and make a persuasion check. 
persuasion. Nat 20, 25. The encounter is over. The Bella shoots out of the water onto the deck. I love oh my this God. <laughs> because it's always me doing this to other people, right? It's me playing the bard and being like, persuasion check? Yes, please. Thank you. So now now the, ta- the turn has tabled. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. So how, all right. You all hear Cookie pleading off the side of the ship. She's staring off, uh, not staring, but she's looking off um, to, you know, port but for port forward ha um to the port side but um like off in the distance and there is even a few people on the deck a few sailors who stop the commotion you know they're they're making preparations for what looks like having to defend themselves and there's people who are holding uh bows and um hand crossbows and scimitars and somebody is in like halfway through putting on what looks like a leather like chest piece of some kind and there's like a a bit of like confusion almost to some of their faces as they they look over at you as if they can't really believe like it never occurred to them that somebody would just ask perhaps <laughs> um and you can all just generally kind of like see this look of confusion um on the crew and you hear in your head, Cookie, a very soft, very almost like matronly sounding voice. Well, that was a really sweet ask of you. How kind you sound. What's your name? My name is Cookie. Please, we, we, we mean you no harm. We have our friend back. How do you know she wants to come back? Because she's a part of our group and we have a mission together. And it's something that I know is important to her. At this point, none of the rest of you can hear what cookie is responding to she unless you're so you you get the feeling that you could respond in your head cookie but you can tell me whether you're instinctually responding like um like in your head or actually out loud i i think she would be talking out loud because she is Mm -hmm. very much like freaking out (laughs) yeah that's what i that's what i kind of imagined but i wanted to stop and double check Mm -hmm. so you can hear like this one-sided conversation. Uh, Fergus, I imagine at this point you're like on the side of the ship. You've got your contraption together. You're like well, poised and waiting to see if you can work it, like if it needs to be done. Probably. I think, I think as soon as the net's ready, Fergus is going to call for Bear's help. Okay. Because Fer- I have I have a plan. I, okay. I I know exactly how we're getting Bella. Okay. Bear has no plan. All right. So Fergus has called you over. And so you two might not exactly be um, fully aware of what's going on on the port side. (laughs) Um, So you see Cookie and probably Morthos and certainly Bart as he's looking at Cookie, confused at this one-sided conversation going on, just kind of like pop out of the water 
this humanoidish looking creature. They're they're out about like maybe like waist high, it seems like. They have this like that smoky green color you were seeing earlier, Cookie. They have this smoky green color to their skin and their scales. There are black stripes ringed in white on these scales as they like cascade down. They kind of start like around the shoulders, like thinly and, and become more more like armor, you know, um, as it trails down the body. So it's like these beautiful rings and swirls of these colors. There's some bright almost like sparkles, it looks like, from a distance, and chips move fairly quickly. So as you're getting closer, and they're kind of coming it off the the left side at an odd angle. Now you can you notice these like almost like pearly silver like individual scales that are are on her body. She's got this sort of like angularness to her fins that are kind of harsh compared to the rest of the shapes. But she's got something like around her head. She has this like regal sort of like look to her. Uh, this long black hair and. Uh, next to her in the water it looks like the other figure has stopped they're facing her so you see black hair kind of like swirling in the water the way that hair does when it's wet uh, and this long dark tail she just kind of looks at you like amused almost not in like not in a terribly condescending way but definitely like amused and confused and hasn't said anything else just yet. I want to give everyone else an opportunity to do what Fergus seems to be enacting a plan. I don't know what Morthos might be planning to do, but that's kind of where we're at. Okay, so this being is in front of me, correct? Yeah, probably okay. about like 100 to 150 feet like like left and forward. Okay. Morthos is not taking action. He's just watching. He's <laughs> next to Bart. Yeah, Cookie would just continue pleading. Just be like, please, we're just passing through. We're we're on our way to help people and we just want our friend. What do you what do you want? It's like we could it's like, do you do you need help? <laughs> and she smiles when you say that. And as she does, you see these like spiny looking teeth that look very sharp and pointed. Uh, it's, it's almost a bit unnerving that the smile looks really, really sweet, but the teeth look really ferocious. Bart looks over at you, Cookie, and says, what's your plan? Do I, do I drop the anchor? Like, he doesn't look like that's what he wants to do, but he's not sure what the, like, the point of the conversation is bearing in mind he doesn't necessarily think that like he knows what's what's going on here right so it's like cookie just wants to try and talk her way into them leaving and giving the bella back that's all she's trying to do okay fergus and bear you see a few heads kind of like pop up out of the water like halfway as if they were just like waiting to see what happened and kind of like staring at the ship. 
off of the starboard side. I think I think as soon as Bear got close, uh, after after Fergus had kind of um fashioned together the like the rope to pull in the net and then and then the mechanism to like shoot the rope out. As Bear walks up, Fergus hands Bear the uh the like pull in rope. And mm-hmm. and he uh grabs his his bow with with the shooting out part uh ready. Um and and he uh and he looks at Bear and goes As soon as we've uh got her in there, you you pull you pull the rope and 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 get uh Bella in the boat. And pull the rope. uh and with with that, he casts a uh, locate object on uh, Bella's um, clothes. Ooh, okay. Huh. Does she have clothes after she turns into a fish? <laughs> I I would assume that the top part of her would remain. I mean, what about her headpiece? Oh yeah, thing? I, th- I think she'd probably uh, still yeah, be I th- wearing I think, that. I think he he would something on the upper part that he assumed would have not transformed. Let me look really quick. I would say that this would still work. So you can sense the clothing to the port side of the ship. Does it tell you how far away it is? Uh, I can, if, if it's in motion, I know which, where it's going. Okay, it would technically be in motion heading back backwards then then Fergus is going to get in position to shoot the net so that it'll she'll basically be moving into the net okay and okay. and he does that as as soon as he's in position to do so Okay, so when you get the sense of which direction it is, you can easily like swap over to that side of the ship. Um, h- how is the net affixed to the ship? Does that mean you have to untie it, bring it to the other side, or no, is it more so towards the back? It's so it is the net is attached to a rope that Bear is holding, so that Bear literally is is like the anchor to it, as so that when, <laughs> okay. when okay. so they if if they were gonna pull the net, they would have to take Bear with. And, okay. and Fergus is like, they're not taking bear with. <laughs> you see the way she roped down? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I will also, because your favorite terrain is swamps, you know that water distorts images that you can see above. You know, if you were to yeah. put a stick in the water, it would not look uh, like it's, it is where it should be, below the water. So go ahead and make, we'll say, a normal shot with your longbow. No disadvantage um, because of the knowledge of water that you would have. And you've been fishing and you've been learning about compensating for movement and things like that. Nine. Uh, fuck it. Let's, I'm going to burn all my shit. We're going inspiration. Thirteen. Is that, your, is that your DM inspiration? Yeah, that's my DM inspiration. At the end of last episode, we got DM inspiration. Yes, I, I forgot to do that before we stopped recording. So everybody <laughs> did get DM inspiration for various things that I should have explained and didn't. And I'll be better about that in future. Um, 
so the way I do DM inspiration, I like to take a page out of out of our friend Tom's book where it's technically what it is is another role. But also I've given it to you because you've done something I think is really cool and have influenced the story in a way that I really enjoyed. And so there's an opportunity to influence things beyond just the role, especially if you give me a good reason for it. So tell me a good story and we'll see how that might help. I mean, I do think that the locate object is just going to make it easier because what I'm, I'm technically yeah. not trying to shoot Bella in the water. I'm trying to yeah. shoot in front of Bella close enough that the net that if I know how fast she is moving and where she's going, mm-hmm. I, I'll, I can kind of judge that to go like, okay, she's going this way. I just need her to run into this net. As soon as Bear feels friction, they're going to rip, rip her out of the water. And so I'm just trying to place that net into the water ahead of Bella. I do think that there's probably like a waiting, you attached a waiting mechanism so the net goes in or else it just sit there and float. So. Okay. Waiting mechanism. Yeah. I think all of those points were absolutely accurate and true. I was waiting to hear whether or not you had had thought about how to get it like into the water because yeah. we hadn't talked about that. So with that knowledge, I, especially, I will ahead. be honest. Until recently, I had I I was at first picturing like a big like thick ass rope, and then I was like, no, it's gonna be like that little thin like you know rope that that's like fish netting, like literally that's and yeah, and so it'd be real thin, and then it would have it would have weights so that it drops just low enough to for the fish to get into. So that's okay. that's the like technically I think Fergus is more like shooting the weights into the water and then the net comes with it. Yeah. And then yeah. and then okay. and then as soon as like uh Fergus shoots water, he hopes Bella hits hits the net, bear rips. Okay. What what was 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 the game plan? I think with with the knowledge of where they are, where they're going and hopefully enough knowledge that he would know well, I think I should shoot it over there. <laughs> would be the yeah. would be the game yeah. plan. I love the shenanigans that we get up to in tabletop games. This is <laughs> so fun. So you let loose this arrow, having done some sort of like I would say calculations, but as a ranger, it's more of like a natural movement, um, compensating for the movement of the the vessel and um, her being actually still in the water. You watch the arrow fly, and it and at first you're just not sure if it's going to land where you need it to. This is definitely something you've never done before, so even being close would be pretty um, impressive. I imagine I've never shot an arrow off a boat, a moving boat before. <laughs> much much less having things attached to it, yeah. right? And you're you're watching, waiting to see if this will work. The arrow does pass in what you think is probably a good amount of distance for the there to be time for this netting to hit the water, for the weights to kind of pull it down, and for it to create enough drag from the movement for it to kind of open up the way that it's tied to this rope. Bear, I need you to make a strength um, or athletics check for me. I just, I need to point out that my hands did get rope burnt earlier. 
What? One of them did. You're trying to roll with disadvantage. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I feel like that might be a factor. <laughs> could be, could be. You did have one hand that was roughed up. You've got another one that's, that's good. That's true, the other one's good. Uh, I rolled a 17. I think I'm probably doing good. Okay. The net, it's, it's kind of sunk below enough that you're at first not really sure what it may or may not catch. And it's not until Bear, you you anchored yourself really well. You're a solid figure, but ships move really fast. And the drag that water can have is pretty significant. So it's not that you like lose grip or anything like that. But you definitely kind of have that moment where you get yanked forward and have to put one foot up on the railing to brace yourself against the the drag that this is causing. And you, Fergus, and probably Bear too, just kind of see this dark head like whoop, <laughs> whip under the water. So did did we see it like avoid the net or go into the net? No, it's like you shot it in a place that looked good. And about the time you saw Bear kind of like stumble a bit and have to like Captain Morgan put one foot up on the railing, you kind of see like this this movement that's abrupt as if um, I'm trying to figure out how to describe it in words without just doing it visually. Right. Um the the head kind of like jerks to one side, but not in like a terribly grotesque way, as if they're being suddenly moved. Okay, um, but so it, but it kind of pulls them underwater a bit. Well, too. like as if she got yanked away yes. from it or something. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, Cookie, you're watching this sort of like this greenish, like grimacing creature look at you, and you hear the twang of a bow. And Morthos, you would see this too. And there's this momentary look in this creature's eyes of like anger as it darts over to look next to it as this dark-headed figure just gets pulled away. And then there's this terrible screech, terrible loud screech that sounds angry and menacing. Fergus, oh, Seen, seen bear uh, pulled back by the the uh, force in the net. He he like smiles. Uh, wa- uh, reaches to to uh, help help uh, bear with the net as as the he hears the screech in the the distance. Just going, we better make this fast. <laughs> Cookie would probably just look like devastated because she she probably looked back saw to kind of see what was happening and then looked back at the creature and just look just devastation on her face and probably just like falls on her knees and just like as if like she felt like she was making headway and then now it's just like all gone to shit basically mm-hmm. so she's pr- she's pretty sad she's real sad you need more peaceful friends yep <laughs> hey we didn't we didn't hurt nobody we're just taking back what belongs to us Bella's our possession. <laughs> when she's a fish person, she is. Bear's got a rope. Not much else to say about it, I guess. You know, just pulling on it. <laughs> what about the screech? Oh yeah, how do you how do you react to hearing the screech? Nice. 
I do feel like that's exactly Bear's sass, though, that she'd just be like holding on and kind of like like muscles struggling yeah. against the drag, and it's just like, eh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Captain America pulling in a helicopter, just like smiling the whole time. Everything mm-hmm. went as expected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Orthos is just, I am never setting foot on another boat. <laughs> Righteous. These thoughts go through your head as your initial reaction to the sudden change in fortune and direction, generally, of uh, everything that's been happening. And there's this moment, I figure Cookie's probably most tuned in still, though in despair at this moment, too. This creature just like closes her eyes and like you can see her tilt her head back and there's from all sides of the ship out of thin air seemingly this dense fog starts to billow into existence 